Welcome to the KNKX Studio X in the heart of downtown Seattle. I'm Abe Beeson presenting an exclusive studio session performance with The Cookers, formed around the turn of the century as a tribute to the classic 1985 live Lee Morgan Freddie Hubbard album, The Night of the Cookers. This Cookers band has become worthy of their own tributes. Veteran musicians all, they are not reliving the past, they are pushing into the future. Uh, we are truly honored to present this amazing group for a second time in the KNKX studios. They're playing at Jazz Alley tonight and tomorrow night. David Weiss and Eddie Henderson on trumpets. Donald Harrison and Craig Handy on saxophones. George Cable, Cecil McBee, and Billy Hart at the piano, bass, and drums. Please help me welcome the Cookers.
David, maybe we can start with you. And uh, the sixth album from the Cookers, Lookout, came out. And um, it's just wonderful to see the band recording again and again. And with George Cables and Cecil McBee and so many great talents, is it kind of the Cookers' way of playing your own music or their cover songs? How do you go about putting a record together? Well, for the first couple of records, it was really David's favorite songs. Like, asking George or Billy Harper or Cecil McBee, like, I really like this tune. Can I write a arrangement of it? By the third record, everybody was bringing in their own tunes or recommending their own tunes and, and, and arranging them for the band. Um, so, I mean, it, it's a mix. Um, Billy Hart's recommended tunes by other artists that he wanted to play. Somebody write George Stoll is a very prolific writer. He, you know, I'll hear his new record and say, oh, that's a great record, George, but we're going to play that tune. <laughs> and eventually he'll... Uh... <laughs> um, so it's, it's basically a mix of things. Um, as far as the general philosophy, I always looked at the band as like 1A, like all these guys have amazing careers. Um, and this is just a way of finding a, a way to bring some of their music maybe a little more to the forefront or in a different way or highlight a certain thing, you know, in, in addition to their own uh, amazing careers. A wonderful point and a nice segue for my next uh, question, Mr. Henderson. Y'all are plenty busy, plenty talented, leading your own bands and working with other hotshot young kids and veterans. Um, what keeps you coming back to the Cookers for more? Coming back to the Cookers is very important to me because uh, the original inception of the Cookers with Freddie Hubbard and Lee Morgan, uh, and I was there. <laughs> in fact, I took Freddie Hubbard to the gig both nights and I was sitting in the front row and I was like a little puppy following uh, Lee Morgan and Freddie Hubbard around. And when I heard the record, I heard all this, it was a live record. I heard all this screaming on the record and I, I was, a, that was me. I recognized my voice. <laughs> so I left an indelible imprint on my, on my mind. So it's really an honor to be a part of the legacy of the cookers. So that's what brings me back here. Now, earlier today on uh, my radio show, I played a song from uh, A Night in Birdland, which Lou Donaldson will tell you is the greatest live album of all time. But A Night of the Cookers is a pretty great record, too. He hasn't David? He heard a live album since then. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't heard a live album since then. I wonder if we could go around the room and get some of y'all's favorite uh, live moments, whether it's something from early in, in your career or something that, that just happened this afternoon, uh, something that you've, you remember vividly from your career live on stage. Let's go over here to Mr. George Cables. Tell me about a great live experience you had, George. I can tell you, uh, maybe, let me go back to Joe Henderson and uh, Woody Shaw and Lenny White and Ron McClure, because uh, I think that might have been, uh, what I'm thinking now is one of my first uh, live performances at the Lighthouse. It was my second time in California, second time on the West Coast, and playing with guys that, uh, you know, I really felt a, a kinship with Woody Shaw. There was one point in uh, our, our relationship where if you saw Woody, you saw me. If you saw me, you saw Woody. We were very close. We would hang out and... Uh, 
uh, watch uh, old movies together. And Woody would memorize. Woody had Rickman, uh, uh, retinitis pigmentosa, so he didn't see very well. So he would memorize all those uh, the, the the credits, and we listened to Folkways records, pygmy mm. music, and stuff. And uh, Joe Henderson. This was uh, very exciting for me, just being there. So being in in. Uh, in a new place, uh, playing on the beach and a place on the beach and playing with such great musicians. Every night was, uh, was uh, a, a great experience and that was new, new to me and new in my career. So uh, I'm gonna go with that at the moment. Of course, when you take the microphone over there, I'll think of something <laughs> else. George, gonna go with California Dreamin' to start at the Lighthouse. Um, Eddie Henderson, we'll move back to you. Well, a special moment for me was the first time I came on the world stage uh, with the, the, the great M. Wandishi, Herbie Hancock, M. Wandishi band. That was way back in 1970. And the people used to, uh, everybody in the band called me the rookie of the year <laughs> because everybody else was journeymen. And it, it was like heaven to me. I had to pinch myself uh, looking around. I can see it right in front of me right now, looking around and, and playing with my heroes and so that stands out in my mind as my greatest experience that's a pretty tough one to top david weiss we'll give you a shot well i wasn't around for any of that so <laughs> um i think my mine are more like fleeting moments i mean there's certainly been plenty of moments with the cookers that are memorable and with some of my other groups when i've, I've written for larger ensembles or arranged the music when it actually works really well. It can actually send chills up my spine. But it's, it's a moment. It's like, wow, you know, everything finally clicked for a second. Um, and it was a time we were doing a, the kind of a side project of the Cookers, which is a side project of their own things. We did uh, uh, the music of Lee Morgan once, and it was uh, Billy Harper and Benny Maupin. And I think actually Victor Lewis was playing drums and Christian McBride was on it. And a couple of times the stage elevated, you know, so it's, it's moments. Um, I can't remember all of them, but. <laughs> Cecil McBee, I'm sure you've had some incredible moments on stage. Can you share one of them with us? Yeah. Uh, we had just concluded a week at Shelley's band hall and uh, just arrived uh, in New York. A lot of questions about how to, to do what on this instrument, where, how, and when. As I put my bass down, you know, on the final evening of our week there, this person, and I looked up, it was Ray Brown. And I said, oh my God, had I known he had been in, in here, I could, could not have played one note. I would have probably uh, <laughs> played better, perhaps. <laughs> but uh, he, uh, congratulated me he had come to hear me play so after that we drove we kind of like hung out a while then drove up the west coast to Monterey had to rush on the stage early that morning and this was with the Charles Lloyd Quartet Keith Jarrett myself and Jack Dijonet rushed onto the stage and began playing a concert two weeks later our manager, George Javakin, called me and said, Cecil, look, sounded pretty good. How about a recording? I said, yeah, sure. It was Forest Flower. That was my favorite live recording. <laughs> Remarkable. Thank you, Mr. McPhee. And Billy Hart, who's been around the world a few times. Tell me about uh, one of your favorite live experiences. 
Well, the same thing as I was in the same band with Eddie Henderson with the Herbie Hancock band. And that that's good enough for me. <laughs> and uh, then uh, Jimmy Smith, Wes Montgomery. You know, they, those were live records also. That's all I can say. And Mr. Hart, I wanted to ask you a, a specific drumming question. As I, I think a lot of the sound of modern jazz these days has to do with the rhythm, where uh, drummers are blending in the sounds of funk and electronic music and hip hop. And um, still to my ear, it sounds a lot like the music that you were kind of getting at with Herbie Hancock's band. And I wonder if you feel a connection to the modern music of today or where you might see modern jazz going. Well, I, I definitely feel connected to it. I mean, because it's an evolution of the instrument, right? And it, it, it reminds me or makes me think of the fact that in this country, let's put it this way, if you grew up in France, all the people are French. If you grew up in Germany, all the people are German. If you grew up in Italy, all the people are Italian. But if you grow up in this country, We've got people from all the different cultures. And so they've all contributed to this music in particular. And so as at my age now, you sort of study all the contributions of the different cultures. Mm -hmm. So uh, the one, one thing about this country uh, that seems to fit in with this music is the marketing of the business. So all of these cultures have also functioned in the corporate thing, and that you know, uh, suggests marketing. So we've seen this evolution of music uh, evolve, but the evolution had a different name. So rather than say hip hop or funk or rock, or I mean, you know, we had Jazz, that was the first word, and then Dixieland, and uh, swing, and bebop, right? And and they're all the same corporate kind of marketing names for the evolution of this music, uh, if if you're interested. But a lot of people are only interested once they hear these new names, right? They don't see the connection all the way from the beginning. I guess that's what I have to say about it. Pretty good answer. Billy Hart. Um, I'll make sure everybody hears that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one more question. I, I guess we're, I just asked uh, David about your sixth album. Is there plans uh, for an album number seven? I think it's been maybe a year since the last one. Two and a half years. Um, we recorded a live record, but I don't know when, when it's coming out yet. And we have plans to record another studio record sometime this year. Keep your ears open for more from the cookers. Let's hear it once again for this band. <laughs> David Weiss, Andy Henderson, trumpets. Craig Andy. Donald Harrison, somewhere around here. George Cable, Cecil McBee, Billy Hart, the cookers. Thanks so much to the KNKX Studio X team, audio engineer Cosmo Rossi, assisted by Rob Davidson. Thanks to video producer Parker Blome and promotions director Brenda Goldstein-Young. I'm Abe Beeson. Thanks to you once again for listening and for your support of KNKX.